cow, it's time again for another Trucking Answers. Can you believe that? We are back. Holy mackerel. Welcome back. What do you think about that, Gracie? Yes, I am Mark, and I am your podcast host for Trucking Answers. I'm the host on YouTube also. Wow, that's a coincidence. <laughs> I'm also here with your co-host, Gracie, who's awake but is not going to be saying much during this episode. This week, I want to welcome, or at least today, another country to the podcast, and that country is Greece. Now, there are currently 31 countries that this podcast has been downloaded in, which I find to be amazing, and 49 states. You need to get that last state on there. Anyways, Greece is on the podcast today. I've downloaded in Greece one time. Yes, one time in Greece. Uh, If you are in Greece, please write to me and say, hey, it's me. I downloaded it. Of course, I'll have to translate it because I don't speak Greek. It's all Greek to me. Anyways, (laughs) Greece is uh, the download for the week, which, you know, I just I just like to know how people in other countries like, oh, here's uh, here's some weirdo in America talking about trucks. Let's download this guy. So uh, that's that's a story for today. Greece is here. So we will have some trucking news, some automotive news a little bit and uh, another reason yet why we are not on Mars. So today, uh, before we get started, I want to talk about a couple things really that from the live show, I like to wrap up the live show on the Tuesday show. It's the 7th of September 2021 here in the United States, day after Labor Day, so short week for many, uh, not for all though. Many people were working yesterday. We had an extended live show, which we do every Monday at 1230 p.m. Eastern time. I hope you will join. There was talk uh, on the show of Girl Scout cookies, which, um, you know, I thought about later, talked about to my wife and stuff. And (laughs) so a couple of people had some comments about it. Here's what I think about Girl Scout cookies. I think you should buy them. (laughs) All right. So there was an astute viewer on there that (laughs) I find kind of funny. You know, I'm not going to buy them because, you know, I can get cheaper cookies in the store. And another person said, I don't like the uh, policies of the Girl Scouts, so I don't, I just give them the hand, basically. Well, I guess there could be something to that, I suppose, if you're somehow morally opposed to a Thin Mint. But um, the uh, buying cheaper cookies, that is true. You Can you buy cheaper cookies? Yes. Yes. Look, I like Milano cookies, all right? there, And there's, I know there's an astute viewer out here that also likes the Milano cookies. I like them. I think they're delicious. Now, they're expensive. Are they the cheapest cookies you can buy? No. Could I go in the store in the same aisle and buy less expensive cookies? Yes. I like them, though. So when I see them, I sometimes will get a pack of them. I actually got Oreos this week because I saw that the Oreo place is on strike. And, you know, right as soon as I want one, I'm not going to be able to get one. But the point is, you know, we're teaching people a lesson, Girl Scouts. They have to walk up to or, uh, you know, talk to people they don't know and ask them to buy something. That's a good sales lesson because there's no better way to uh, become successful than through selling a product or service to other people. Like Zig Ziglar said, the more people you can help, uh, if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get what you want. So you're solving a problem. People want cookies, right? Who doesn't want a cookie? And you have cookies for sale. And so, yes, they are expensive. They're $5 a box, and there's not that many in there. They're good cookies. I personally think I'm a big Samoa fan. That would be my favorite cookie. Uh, Dosey Dose, I can also do with some of those. 
So uh, that's I've just migrated away from the Thin Mints. You know, they're just the standard I had growing up. So, but look, some of that money goes to help Girl Scout programs, and you know, it teaches lessons. And now I won't buy them unless there's a Girl Scout there selling them, because the idea is that we're teaching kids a lesson here. That you, even though you get a no after no after no, and somebody comes up with a whiteboard and teaches economics on why Hydrox cookies at 50 cents for 300 cookies is a better deal than your Girl Scout cookies, you still have to pers- persevere. You go to the next person, you go to the next person. Because if you get enough no, 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 then boom, you got a yes. That's how it works, right? No, no, yes. You also got to believe in your product. So hopefully the Girl Scouts eat the cookies, try them, and like the cookies. Because if you don't believe in your product, you can't sell them. But that's why I buy Girl Scout cookies, okay? Yeah, they're expensive. So what? I mean, it's $5, for God's sakes. It isn't the money. The, you know, it's not the point of the money. It's the, uh, what you're doing and that you're helping an organization. You have kids there out doing stuff. These kids could be doing anything, right? They're out there doing this for Girl Scouts, okay? So there's always parents around there, but the Girl Scouts have to be the one doing the selling or I'm not I'm not in for that. What's the point of having the parents sell it? Never do that. Never buy from the things when somebody brings something to work and they leave out that sheet. Oh, order this for my kid. Never do that, all right? The kid's got to come in and sell it. That's the idea. That's the idea. So uh, that's why I buy Girl Scout cookies. That they're expensive. Okay, throw a fiver down there and get a box of Girl Scout cookies, all right? So that's the story uh, from Girl Scout cookies. The other thing that I read here and i don't know if that relates to trucking other than truck drivers love girl scout cookies so uh, maybe i'll suggest to a local uh, troop here that they go down to the truck stop and see if they can sell them out there because actually somebody suggested that and i actually think that's a very good idea uh, you know sell them there they buy and they have credit cards too that's what got me one time right i don't have any money i don't know who carries any money and she's like and she's not, i don't know 10 11 years old she's like oh well, i'll take your credit card i'm like oh great she's like here mister swipe it right through here zinc she had square on her phone right <laughs> she can tap square now but uh, she had square she has square reader so which reads credit cards nice so she got me for girl scout cookies that way i'm like dang these girl scouts hopefully that teaches them about how to use credit cards too <laughs> perfect so i was reading on the internet as usual and we know everything on there is true but a number of people on twitter and uh, among other places were commenting that uh, you know people are forced into basically trucking slavery uh, in that they have to work for free. We have to work for free. We're forced by regulation to work for free. That's what one person said, right? We're forced by regulation. We're forced by companies to work free. We're forced. That I read that in many, you know, this was a whole thread of comments. Yes, we're forced. These places don't care about us. They were talking really about the upcoming Truck Driver Appreciation Week, and that's where this conversation went off to, that we're forced to do it, forced. That cannot be farther from the truth, all right? No one is forced to do anything in the United States. You do not have to work for free anywhere. I want to tell people that. I can't stress that enough to you. The reason companies do it is because it's legal, okay? So look at it from their side. Now, this is not a moral point, legal. So companies are allowed to let truck drivers work without paying them all right we know that transportation workers among a few others are exempt from uh, minimum wage and overtime rules so they can have you work for free they actually don't have to pay you for the whole week (laughs) okay think about that because you're exempt so they can say yeah yeah none of this pays anything (laughs) this is part of what you do as your job which is working without pay now most companies don't do that they give you at least some kind of pittance for the week but nobody nobody is forced to work for free the reason this goes on day after day after day these same drivers will not change their situation if you 
personally think that what you're making for the week is insufficient for the work you're doing, you should stop doing that work, period. Okay, period. Just like that. And, and if everybody at a company or the majority of drivers at a company felt like the wages there were not good, they should leave immediately. And guess what would happen to the wages at that company? Oh, that's right. They would increase. <laughs> okay. So simple as that. And not all companies make you do a bunch of this free work. You know, generally local companies where you get paid for all of your time, where there's not a question about that. And a lot of drivers, after not too long on the road, go to local companies for just this kind of reason, either line haul or LTL work, because all your time is paid. Okay, when you come in and sign in on the long, boom, you get paid, so you get back and sign out. So you don't have to worry that any part of your day is not being paid. That's generally how it works. And these jobs go wanting for drivers just like road jobs. Okay, we have openings. I know many other local drivers, and uh, there's always openings. You know, it, I find it somewhat ironic that same drivers that will forever complain about not being paid would not take five minutes to try to change their situation if you don't pop out of bed every morning wanting to do what you're doing okay you should make a plan for within the next few years to get out of what you're doing and go do what it is that is going to make you thrive that's going to make you shine every day that you're going to love every day because what is the point of life just go you know look it frustrates me so much Life is not just about getting up, working to make money to pay bills every day until you drop dead. That is not life, okay? That is not living. What kind of life is that? What, oh, once a, every year you get a couple weeks off to go down to some cabin somewhere or, you know, go to some hotel a thousand miles from your house for a couple weeks and go back to work for 50 weeks to just to freaking pay the electric bill and the duke bill i said it because the, the duke bill just came here which is the electric company here uh you know which was 82.50 so uh not bad in the summertime you know there's more to life than just paying duke energy and if what you do for most of the day doesn't move you doesn't really stir you to life no matter what it is it doesn't matter about the pay you notice i never said pay Okay, whatever you're doing doesn't bring life to you. Leave it immediately. And then if you are somewhere that you like doing it, but you think where you are, the pay is way insufficient. There's too much of it unpaid. Go somewhere that pays you for what you do in a rate that you find acceptable. See, in life, no matter what it is, we set our own rate. We set our own way just by the amount of money that we will take. You get what you will accept. That's for anything in life. So do not accept that which you do not find to be acceptable. Oh, that's pretty good. That's good. I'm going to write that down. And that's someday, 300 years from now, that's going to be a quote somewhere on some piece of granite in a post-apocalyptic afterworld, probably of Mel Gibson-ish people looking for gasoline. But that is the story with that no one forces anyone anyone to work for an insufficient amount of money you choose it everything you do in life 
is a choice. Remember that. So for that, be pro-choice and choose what moves you. In uh, trucking news today, as we finally get to it, Mark, get to the point already. I'm driving off the road going to sleep. I'm all right already, Gracie. Jeez. So what do we think about this 90-year-old driver? I talked about this on the live show. He retires after 66 years of driving. All right. So should you be driving at 90 is the question. Didn't say whether he had a safe record. And my question also was, can you put 2,535 miles a week on 52 weeks a year for 66 years? Is that is that possible in the 60s, in the 70s? Now, he's from Canada, but his favorite city is Laredo. Is that possible all those years, all those years to put that many miles on? Is it? Maybe? I don't know. I remember the interstate system still being built. Well, I started driving in the late 80s, so uh, it's actually probably still being built today. I just don't know if that's possible. If it is, yeah, okay. And I think that's great if you're still driving, but this is another person, you know, what is the point of life? Uh, It's not just to work, okay? There's much more. People want you to think that. You know who wants you to think that? People that own factories and people that have working things to do, all right? So uh, that's the story. 90 years old, retires and uh, hangs it up. And he was three hours early on his last load, which I will tell you is better than many new people we get coming to uh, the company here. So here's the thing. When you when you go to these checkpoints, okay, coming out of Laredo, coming out from the south, right? A lot of checkpoints you'll have to go through. You all know what I'm talking about. And they go, are you American citizen? What are you hauling? That kind of thing. Oh, so a driver pulls up to the checkpoint and uh, the, um, the immigration there, the officers, I guess they're immigration officers, right? Are... Um, they say he looks nervous so they ask him you know his name and that and if he's american yes what are you hauling now what do you think would be a good answer to that question perhaps the actual thing that you're hauling and maybe handing bills out the window to them hey this is what i got right here and give them the bills i always had my bills ready they never asked for them but pulling up to those checkpoints i would have the bills on the dashboard so i could just give them right out to him if somebody had any question on what I had, because usually you pick the trailer up sealed, at least we did, I always did going down there, trailer sealed, I couldn't really look in it, so I just had bills, and uh, what does he say when they ask him, hey, what are you hauling, no, I don't know, okay, awesome, so they go, all right, why don't you pull over there, and we're going to get a dog to look around the trailer, how about that, because all this technology, Elon Musk is putting cars in orbit around the sun, and, uh, you know, spotting trucks hook themselves up. And what do we got to use? A dog, right? We go down to the pound, 12 bucks, get a dog, go smell the trailer. So the dog sniffs the trailer and it was cute too. I saw a picture of the dog, German Shepherd. And uh, so uh, what's in the trailer? A bunch of immigrants, illegal immigrants, as I like to say, because it's illegal to cross the border without papers. So they're all arrested. And guess who else got arrested? The driver. Yes, the driver. Because upon further questioning, they he said, oh, uh, yeah, I, I figured there was probably something going on, but I didn't know what. That's what he said, because I guess he was paid like $10,000 for a load from Laredo to San Antonio, which um, even owner-operators, I think, would agree is a pretty good rate <laughs> going up there. But they didn't tell him what it was. And so you got to at least make something up. How about we made something up? Paper plates. Okay, something. So go to the TA. There's a TA in Laredo because that's where I would go all the time. So I'm sure it's still there. 
uh, and go in there and get those bills and fill a bill of lading out. <laughs> Paper plates, right? Uh, 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 that kind of thing. 25,000 pounds. Something. Something. I don't know is not a good answer to them. <laughs> All right. So this goober head, I don't actually, I don't know why he said that. I don't know if he's a goober head. All right. So this guy that used to work at Tesla, he quit, of course, and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start my own company. Uh, and it's going to deal with trucking because according to him in the article, I don't even know a truck driver. All right. So that's what he says. Uh, okay. What do you do when you're like, oh, you know what? I got an industry I don't know anything about. I don't even know anybody in the industry. I'm going to develop a product for them. And, of course, it works. So what does he develop for industry? What is the thing that trucking needs the most? If you're going to develop something for trucking, what would you need the most? Well, how about an exploding fifth wheel? <laughs> oh, yes, an exploding fifth wheel. Here's the thing. There are a bunch of truck rollovers every year. Uh, when I say a bunch, I mean hunt in the hundreds of rollovers every year. So what happens? Usually, somebody will catch their trailer tires or whatever in a soft shoulder, making a corner or something, and then it rolls, and it rolls the whole tractor over too, and drivers are injured in this. There's, I don't know, 30 killed a year or something. Not a lot, but a lot if it's, you're one of those 30. And uh, several hundred others are injured each year. And what this guy has developed from Tesla, whose name I didn't write down because I'm unprepared, is a fifth wheel that will explode. It has an explosive charge. It doesn't explode like in the movies, okay, like you're walking away from a big explosion. But what it does do is explode the jaws open, and they showed it. There's a little video about it on the Internet. You can look it up um, uh, because it's true, because it's on the Internet. It pops the jaws open no matter how much pressure is on them. It pops the jaws open basically and throws the trailer out of the fifth wheel and the tractor does not roll with the trailer. All right, the tractor stays up and the trailer rolls over and goes wherever it goes. And uh, the assumption is then that drivers would be less injured and that the tractor, which is probably the main concern of insurance companies, would also not be damaged because apparently this damages a bunch of tractors each year and if the trailer just slides off, all you'll need at the most, probably you'll have to replace your fifth wheel because you just blew open the fifth wheel and you'll have to replace the airlines because those things will pop off and stretch the crap out that's what happens if you pick up a truck you go to hook up the lines and the lines are like 40 feet long i'm like why can these things reach all the way to the back <laughs> so because somebody has uh disconnected the trailer and i forgot their uh hoses anyhow he's developed this and he said they're going to be about eight thousand dollars for this fifth wheel but but he's working with insurance companies like Lloyd's of London, which I didn't know was a trucking insurance company in the United States because I don't have to buy the insurance. And they're going to give discounts if you buy these fifth wheels because it's going to save them money. Yeah. And he said in about three years of having these, it will pay for itself because of the insurance discounts. I thought that's pretty interesting. Now, what I also thought as a company driver is that many shops that I've used, um, especially our shops, are incompetent uh ignoramuses basically like i would say it's larry curly shemp and uh curly joe working there's no mo yeah i'll get a truck back that's been at the shop for seven weeks that the fifth wheel hasn't been greased 
All right, so I don't know what kind of maintenance this thing would need or <laughs> rebuilding it. Oh my gosh, I could never trust a shop to rebuild an exploding fifth wheel. I can't even trust them to put a headlight in correctly where it'll work. <laughs> I've done that. I'm taking the truck for service. I did this one time. So a headlight had gone out like the week before, and I just switched out the bright to the headlight, but I kept the other bulb, all right, the dead bulb. I kept it in case I got stopped. I'd say, just went out. Here's the bulb, right? And, you know, if they had checked the brights. But then before I took it to service, I switched it back. So I put the dead bulb back in the headlight so that it was out again and didn't tell them. And when I got the truck back, first thing I did is check the lights. I go, oh, did you guys fix the lights? And he goes, oh, absolutely. We always check the lights. I turned it on. I go, well, look at this. The light's out. He's like, oh, that must have just happened. I go, well, look at this. Here's a picture when I brought it over with the light out. Isn't that amazing? I go, because I know because I'm the one that switched that bulb back in there. I go, now fix the light bulb. And so I thought that was pretty interesting. So shops that cut corners are never going to be somebody that I would trust a fifth and ex to fix an exploding fifth wheel, especially after it goes out. The other thing that worries me is you can be on an angle, okay? And uh, I've parked on angles where you sleep and you're all crunched up at the bottom of the sleeper, at the top of the sleeper in the morning because you're sleeping at an angle. It would worry me go over, going over an angle where uh, you go around a corner and your trailer tires drop off a little bit and the trailer tips some, okay? Is this thing going to blow the trailer off? Now, he says it has a 99.99% success rate, but that's what they say about Tesla cars, too, and the gaps are three inches wide in the doors. And, I mean, just the quality control is not 100% yet, like it needs to be with something like this. And if the thing fails on the road, it could, could blow your fifth wheel open while you're driving. Now, would that happen? I don't know. Your fifth wheel also, right now, I guess, could just open while you're driving, too. We get that. That was a few years ago, which I've talked about. Freightliner, not Freightliner, right? Fontaine recalled a bunch of fifth wheels for that problem. We had that problem. One guy uh, pulling out of the yard, I guess, dropped the trailer off, and they griped at him and wrote him up and everything. Oh, you should have checked that. Well, then we had a couple more over the next few months. And it turns out the fifth wheels were bad. They recalled a bunch of them, took them in. They had to take the fifth wheel off and rebuild all the jaws. And I told that guy, I said, go back in there and make them take that right off of you. You know, that isn't right. But uh, either way for that, I'd be a little bit afraid of a fifth wheel that could just open up while you're driving or on some kind of angle. It may open at the wrong time. It bothers me. That kind of thing just bothers me. Pay attention to what you're doing and don't drop off into the uh, soft shoulder, I guess, is, uh, is what I'm saying. So the big anti-vax protest in the United States. Remember there was one in Australia now. So August 31st, the United States was a huge protest. Okay. Have you read anything about it? Even one thing since it happened now there's a bunch of articles before it happened Ooh, protest is going to happen uh look out for the protest all these news sites have they written one word about it since no you know i know that i checked today nothing nothing two words right nothing they haven't said word one about it you know because nothing happened okay nothing happened as far as i know at the moment only tyson foods is requiring their drivers to get it that's it 2500 drivers and uh, you can get it or not, and so those drivers will have a choice to make on that date. But as far as I know, as far as I can look, and I checked again today, I can't find any other trucking company that is mandating it. Many are encouraging it. Some are paying you to get it uh, or giving you paid time off, that kind of thing. But uh, as far as I know, nobody is mandating it yet at all. No trucking company. 
So is your company mandate that? I don't know. Let me know. I mean, uh, as far as I know, nobody is mandating it yet. And we'll see what happens as time goes on. Um, will there be it? I don't know. Maybe it might come federally. I don't know if it'll that way it'll be even for everybody. So I'm also hearing about $25 parking. <laughs> but uh, a couple of people tell me about this, but I can't. Nobody has said where. They'll write this in, Mark. I just had to pay $25 for parking. And I write back where. And I don't hear back from people. Okay. Where is $25 parking going on? Who's charging it? What place? I think it's a lot for a night. I mean, it's coming close to what uh, some of the astute viewers of the channel pay for a motel for a night, for, for a night really. But $25 for paid parking. Now, what I think is the uh, if you're an employee, your employer should pay to park their truck. How about that? It's their truck. It's part of doing business for them. They pay to park it. That's my opinion. I wouldn't pay $25 a night to park a truck that I didn't own. Not because I think $25 is too much. I would say that company, the park place that owns the parking space could charge as much as they want, but I wouldn't pay it because I'm an employee and I would expect an employer to pay it. So I mean, times seven, that's like 175 bucks a week. There's no way I'm paying that out of my own park to uh, park a truck. It's not going to happen. It ain't happening. So uh, your employer should pay it, and that should be the end of it. If you own the truck, uh, welcome to owning a truck. Consider the cost of new business. Uh, make sure to increase the rates that you get based on uh, that kind of thing. I have a story from uh, Canada about automotive news here. Um, they're changing the way lighting happens, and this started up there and has migrated down here, although it's not really a law yet. Remember, Canada has required daytime running lights for some time. And a lot of cars here have them, right? Uh, well, now they're going to change the lighting requirements. So in Canada, starting here soon, your headlights are going to be required to come on at dark. They're going to be required to have a sensor. Apparently, there's a bunch of idiots that don't turn the lights on. And I do see that here occasionally. The LED daytime running lights on cars are pretty bright. Okay, I have a set of those on the Escape, and they're bright. You could probably drive around at night without them. And what Canada is saying also is they're also changing that your dash lights will not come on until you turn your headlights on or until they're turned on. And that's what's got people. Dash lights for years have been lit the whole time the car's driving. They're so recessed in there that they light them up. I love that they're recessed far into the dash because it cuts down on glare. They're way down in there. They escape their way in there. They have a hood over them. There's no glare. And then they stay lit all day. No matter if your headlights are on or not, you can still see them. Love it. Okay? Love it. But what that does is lead many people to not turn their lights on. Now, for I really thought most cars already had automatic lights. I've had them for many years on cars. Okay? Even the Sonic. All right? I have automatic headlights on it. So, And it's eight years old. I don't understand who's got a car without automatic lights or do people just not use them? I have the automatics on on both of them and they work pretty good. When it gets dark out, it turns on the lights. Isn't that amazing? Turn your wipers on, the lights come on. Amazing, right? Amazing. Cars have had automatic lights forever, by the way. I had a 1969 New Yorker many years ago and that had a Twilight Sentinel on it as well. <laughs> it was a little center in the grill. It didn't work as good as the cars do today, but it had automatic lights too. So this is nothing new in the industry, but Canada going to screwing this thing up again. So I'm not going to be able to see the gauges and stuff in the car because 
I'm going to have to turn my headlights on, and I guess that's what they want you to do, but you have to turn them on manually during the day because they're not going to come on automatically, and that's going to take away from the point of having automatic lights. They're dark in there if they're not lit up when they're way recessed, and either that or they're going to have to move them closer to you, and that's going to increase glare on your gauges. So brilliant idea, Canada. Can you stop screwing with my lights? Because eventually that stuff comes down here. It's cheaper for car companies to just make one thing for the two countries since we are basically neighbors uh so i'm not impressed with that one you know if people are stupid i you know this is another thing if you're so stupid it's dark i'll turn your lights on all right why don't you have your automatic lights on i do see this okay if you have if your car's new enough to have led daytime running lights you probably have automatic headlights. Just turn them on automatic and let the car do all the work for you. I mean, it's annoying. You got to reach up there and turn the lights on. I'm like, oh my God, the drudgery of driving. <laughs> I have to reach all the way up and turn my headlights on. I'm leaving them on automatic. So forget that. That's, uh, that's uh, I'm not a fan because it's going to turn off the gauge lights, which I don't like. I want to leave you with the reason why we're not on Mars yet. All right, so there is yet another reason why we have not blasted off and living on the red planet. There's a helicopter. We have a helicopter up there that's flying around. We have rovers driving around, automated vehicles. We have a bunch of dead vehicles up there. It's typical because no matter where we go, we have stuff leaving it with rusting on blocks. So Dateline, North Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, so these two dudes... Bro, they're brothers, by the way. Okay. And there's a picture. It didn't sell. Oh, they were. They're probably early 20s. So, of course, they're out doing what early 20s do. You know, doing drugs. <laughs> of course. And they get busted by the coppers. And so what happens when you get busted? I don't know if you've been busted or not. Okay. Or been in the big house. Sometimes the cops will put you in the back of the car. And they leave it running or whatever, of course, and you sit back there and they get out and I don't know what they talk about. They're out talking to each other and they haven't really done a full search of you. I've seen this on cops, too. I was wondering why they throw you in a car without searching you. But either way, they put these two in there. And here's another thing you may not know about police cars. They have cameras in them. Did you know that? They do. They record what goes on in the backseat of the car. Anything you say or do can be used against you in a court of law. All right. After you're read your rights, I'm sure, otherwise I have to say that or somebody's going to write to me and say, Mark, you haven't been read your rights. They can't use things against you. Either way, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. Contact your local FMCSA field office for more information about this. So these two dudes are sitting in the car and they come up with a plan because they are geniuses. They were on their way, I assume, to a Mensa meeting when they got busted. So they're like, dang it, we're going to miss our Mensa meeting. But one guy says to his brother, hey, I've got some some drugs on me. Can you eat them? Because I guess what it looks like is they're handcuffed. Um, so they can't use their hands as well as you would otherwise be able to. And you don't want to like take drugs and put them in your pocket of your pants. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mark, I thought they were in his pocket. No, no. I didn't mention they were in his rectum. <laughs> yes, uh, that's where they were. Turns out 
And um, <laughs> I'll take wrecked up for 500, Alex. Thank you. Oh, it's a double word score. <laughs> I can't stand it. So he says to his brother, hey, why don't you eat these drugs out of my butt? <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. And then neither of us go to jail for it. You know, we don't have anything on us. Turns out his brother's like, absolutely, I'll do it. So um, they get into position. <laughs> Look, I have to cover the cat's ears. She's only nine. All right, Gracie, Gracie, go with the other room. And he he does the deed and eats an ounce of cocaine out of his brother's buttocks. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Oh, and, um, well, an hour later, he dropped dead. <laughs> ha ha! Yes, an hour later, he dropped dead. Uh, you know, I guess he was having some kind of symptoms um, in the police department. And when they took him down, took him to the hospital and it, it killed him. It turns out, unless, <laughs> unless you're Charlie Sheen, apparently, you can't do that, that much at one time. And <laughs> the moral of the story is do not eat drugs out of someone's butt, I think, is, uh, is what we're going to say here. Now, these two, although on their way likely to a Mensa meeting, uh, the one that was left over apparently was arrested, and uh, the one that's dead is just... How do you explain that to the brother that's alive? How do you explain it to your mom? I mean, are you like son of the year or something? Well, I guess they probably figure you two are already idiots anyways, but... I mean, come on. Well, look, my brother, well, he's just trying to help the family, you know? And, you know... Look, that's a question you don't get every day. Can you eat drugs out of my butt? That's just not something that you hear all the time. So um, and the other thing is usually you may not get a yes, but this guy was like all for it because, hey, this is better than prison, right? I mean, like going to happen in prison anyway, so we might as well do it here. So uh, just just an incredible story. And yet another reason why neither of these two will ever be living on Mars with uh with the rest of us which is just going to be me and elon probably flying around that tesla that he's already got out there circling so i want to thank everybody for being here today and uh listening to my stories and listening to the podcast including my one person in greece that i hope i'll hear from someday remember there's a live show monday at 12 30 p.m eastern time all right and uh, videos throughout the week on YouTube, of course. I'm over Twitter and uh, do stuff there and do this podcast Tuesday, Friday. If you're a trucking company that wants me to come and film at your location, please let me know. That can be arranged for the right company. And uh, that's what we're going to do here. So markettruckinganswersnation.com. Uh, let me know. Have you ever uh, you know, paid $25 to park or eaten drugs out of someone's butt? Either way, love to hear those stories. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with another podcast.